0: The Mike Morgan Podcast. Guaranteed to make you laugh. Not a guarantee. Welcome, welcome back to the Mike Morgan podcast, where we're going to have a very adult episode today. We're going to talk about budgeting, making a budget, and how to save some money in your life. And maybe you can learn from all of my mistakes. Maybe you have similar mistakes and habits as me that you needed to cut out of your life and save some money Uh, coming up to this Christmas period with inflation so high and prices rising all the time and the Dow Jones and all that kind of jazz. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, so we're going to discuss all that kind of stuff. I've, um, uh, thanks for all the messages in, guys. I'm getting a lot of a lot of photos of pepperamis. Um, sent in to me, which I really appreciated. Uh, one guy <laughs> tried a pepperami and said it was the worst thing he ever tried in his life. I'm delighted you think that, mate. I am delighted, okay? Because that means you're not going to have a crippling addiction to pepperamis. Just don't even try them. Uh, thanks for all the messages. I did think it was funny. A um, couple more messages in about the rugby guys as well. A buddy of mine, Mark, texted in saying, maybe your grandmother was right about your money getting robbed off of you if all these rugby fellas are coming up to you. You're an easy target. <laughs> I said to him, I need to learn jiu or something because i am an easy target like but um yeah thanks very much for all the messages in guys i always ask you to message in and then i never read out what you send so uh yeah i have to do more of that so thanks for all the pictures of the pepperamis guys and would you believe i'm three days free of pepperami I'm three days clean of pepperami minis, so I'm doing well, guys. I got the shakes, I got some withdrawal symptoms. I had to lock myself in a room for about 24 hours, just you know, having hallucinations and stuff like that. But I think I'm over the worst of it. And um, Jessica conveniently forgot to buy pepperamis in our weekly shop. She goes when she came home, she was like, "Oh, I forgot pepperamis." I was like, "You didn't forget them. You didn't forget him." She doesn't forget. She's calculated. She's a smart girl. She knows what she's doing. She doesn't forget. Do you know what? Thank God. My, my heart, my arteries, thank her for not buying Peperamis pepper, this week. Yeah, I actually feel healthier for her, to be honest. So yeah, I'm three days free of Peperamis, so hopefully that can continue, to be honest. But I would love one. I would absolutely love one. So on today's podcast, guys, I just want to talk about things that have helped me with money. Um, I am the worst person with money I've ever met in my life. I have a daughter now, so I have to be grown up about things, you know? Like, like my daughter might want to go to college someday. My daughter might want to have a car when she's 18. I Like, give her a good start in life, you know? Like, give her a little advantage at least. Like, my parents gave me a good advantage when I turned 18. They got me a Peugeot 206. Actually, I was 19 because it took me so long to pass my theory test. But had I passed my theory test the first time, I would have got it at 18. But when I eventually passed my theory test, which I was 19, my parents had saved up money to buy me a car. And they did that for all my brothers and sisters. I'm so lucky that when each of us passed our driving test, that we were able to get uh, a car to give us our first start in life. Do you know? Whether it be, I don't know, an old Toyota Corolla, in my case an old Peugeot 206 and it just gave us a great start in life and I want to be able to do that for my daughter as well. So yeah, I have to get responsible about it, I have to cut out all the bullshit and just be serious and make a monthly budget. Every month, at the first of the month, sit down with my girlfriend, this is what's coming in, this is what's going out, this is what we have left, so how much can we save? You know, how much can we put into Georgia's uh, credit union account or, or, or save up for a bond or something like that, that when she's 18, that it can mature and get some more money back for her. And maybe she can buy a car. She can go to college and become a dentist, maybe. I'm mad for her to become a dentist because I'm sick shit of dentists, boy. Um, but yeah, something like that. To just give her a good start in life, like my parents did for me and my brother and sisters. Do you know that kind of way? So yeah, time to grow up and all that jazz so my story basically is I up till I had my daughter or maybe when I found out that I was having a daughter I suppose it all switched in my head Uh, the day Jessica said I'm pregnant and I was like okay let's cut out the shit Do you know that kind of way because I got an awful amount of bad habits like I have no problem working I'll work hard I've been working every summer every midterm since I was 12 13 years of age I have no problem with hard work in fact I feel the hard work that I did when I was 12 13 working for my dad every summer holidays working for my like doing anything that he wanted me to do actually gave me a great work ethic which I can bring into stand-up comedy and people in stand-up comedy and they won't Don't mind me saying this because every comedian knows this, it's a very lazy game, you know? 90% of the comedians I know they're lazy. Like, not that that's bad but it's just what happens in comedy. You get lazy you know? And the guys that I know that are flying, they're the guys that have good work ethic, came from another background and their just work ethic is amazing and they've carried that into stand up comedy. So I do feel that my work ethic of getting up and watching my dad go to work every day on the weekends I'm just like, okay, that's what a man needs to do that's what, do you know what I mean? You need to work that hard when you're older. So I I have no problem working. I will work every Day, if I have to work, my problem is my value of money. I was never really sat down and gone, Man, do you know what you should do with your money? Save half key path, or put this in a saver's account that earns 4% a year, do you know what I mean, or or do something like, I, I never ever was sat down, or taught it in school, I did economics, uh, higher level economics, I don't even know, is there a pass in that subject to be honest, I did higher level economics for 6 years, and not once did they tell me about dividends, not once did they tell me about investing, bonds, anything like that, they didn't tell me that at all, do you know, only, uh, I don't know, fucking... Tax evasion, tax avoidance, all this kind of stuff that you'll get in trouble of, but not how to make money, how not to let your money work, how to save money. What's a, they taught us about inflation, but how to combat inflation, all that kind of stuff. Do you know that kind of way? So growing up, I, I any bit of money I got, I spent it. Like there was times I was on the dole, I'd spend it. There was times I was earning a grand a week, I'd spend it. It didn't matter. I'd owe money Monday morning. If I got a grand on Friday at 18 years of age... I would, I, would, I would owe money Monday morning. It wasn't about me working. I'd work every single day and I'd go hard at it and never complain. But my problem was money. Do you know? I never saved anything. Ever. I always just spent it. I might go to Liverpool and watch a match. I might buy some new clothes. Do you know what I mean? I might do, you know what I mean? But I never, I would barely have anything to show for it ever. And I think in the pandemic, the pandemic really messed me up because I was flying with comedy and things were going great in my comedy club. We were sold out all the time. Then the pandemic came and I had nothing. I felt like I had nothing, and then because there was no comedy, they were giving me three fifty a week. Then we were a, a few of us were getting that pup payment, and do you know what? It was actually the worst thing that ever happened because I felt I was getting free money every week that I didn't deserve. And what happened was they started putting on a game in the Premier League every night, and I would bet twenty euros, thirty euros every night. I would feel like that money is not my money, so just blow it away. And I would gamble every night, guys. Not a huge amount, maybe a 10 or a night to 20 a night, maybe. But, like, guys, add that up. Do you know what I mean? That's 140 euros a week that you're just gambling. And sometimes it was more than that, do you know? And then it felt normal, do you know? It was my only win of the day. Like, during the pandemic, I started making TikToks. So I was putting jokes up on TikToks in the morning. I might go for a 5K jog at 3 o'clock. And then I'd fuck all to do for the rest of the day. And then the only other buzz I would get out of my day was gambling. I used to just gamble, boy. I used to just go, yeah, let's, even horses. I know nothing about horses, but before the game, I'd be like, you know what? I'll have a tenner on a horse as well. And at the end of the week then, my 350's gone. Do you know what I mean? T- to bet 365 in Ladbrokes. And I didn't give a shit because I felt like I wanted my money, do you know? And then after the pandemic, when I started, when comedy opened back up and I was back working again, I I I continued that um trend of gambling. It like I used to be the guy that had have a 20 euro every Saturday I used to bet and I loved it because I know it's only 20 euro. I can afford to spend this 20 euro and I enjoy it. I sit down, watch the games. I'd be watching the games anyway. It spices up a bit for me and I enjoy the weekend. It's it's 20 euros I get a good enjoyment of it. But then after the pandemic, guys, it was 20 euros a day. It became 30 euros a day. It became 40 euros a day. And then I was like, guys, I have a a gambling addiction now. Because I I was waking up in the morning and I was like, "Who's uh, who's playing in the African leagues? Who's playing in the Uruguay leagues? Like, it was honestly getting that bad. To a point where I stopped making TikToks. To a point where I stopped writing jokes and it was showing in my comedy, guys. It was showing in my comedy. I wasn't booking enough gigs when I was going to the gigs. It wasn't like I wasn't on form. I'd be in the back of the room gambling, guys. I'd be in the back of the room gambling waiting for the MC to call my name. Like, that's how bad shit got for me, guys. And I'm being honest. There's no there's no point me coming on here going, oh, just, like, being ashamed of it. I'm saying it because I hope someone's out there and maybe they might, you know what I mean? Resignate, is that a word? Resignate with what I'm saying. Do you know? And guys, today's the if if you like me and you're like, oh, like, oh, I'm gambling, I think I'm gambling too much. Today's the day. Let it all go. Today's the day. And you know what you do? And this is actually not a stupid thing to say. If you feel like you have to gamble, okay, do you know what you do? Open a trading 212 account and put your money in betting stocks. Put your money in flutter. Flutter is the guys that own Paddy Power, that own Betfair, all these kind of stuff. So if you actually want to gamble, fuck giving your money to these crowds. Why don't you go own them and take money from everybody else? If you bought Flutter stock last year, you're up 20%. If you buy it this year, I guarantee it's going up 20% a year. Do you know? So that's what, yeah, that's what I was doing then when I was trying to get off gambling. I was like, I still want to spend 20 hours a week, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy shares in Bet365. Instead of giving money to Bet365, I'm going to buy shares in Bet365. And guys, you can watch that money go up every week. Do you know what I mean? It's literally a no-brainer. Gambling has opened in America. Like, There's no gambling in America except if you wanted to go to Vegas or Reno. And now, in the last two years, it's online gambling just as much as you want in Ireland. And that's opened up in America. And Paddy Power and all those boys have opened up companies in America. They're going to make a fucking fortune. So throw any anytime you want to gamble. If you want to get off gambling do. and you feel like you still have to do something, put your money in Flutter. That's what you do, and watch your money grow. And then if it goes away, or if it goes down in stock, it might go back up in a few years, whatever you want to do. But, like, this is not financial advice. I'm just saying stuff that got me off gambling, you know? I was like, fuck giving 20 euros to Bet365. Let's buy 365. Let's own 20 euros of Bet365, you know? And I've earned more money than that than I ever have gambling, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's just a, I don't know where I'm going with that. I didn't even want to say that, but that's just something that helped me, um... Get off gambling. So, what I did, guys, I actually lost. I actually looked at my account one day after two years of gambling 20, 10, 10 euro a day, 20 euro a day, 30 euro a day. To me, it was a small amount every day. Now, I don't earn an awful amount of money, but like to me, that was a small amount of money, right? But then I looked at how much I bet over the years, guys, and I had lost thousands. I had lost thousands of euros. You can actually go into your bet history and request how much money you've lost. And, lads, I lost thousands over the couple of I lost thousands, the amount that would make you sick, sick, so what I said anyway, when um, I found out, when my girlfriend was pregnant, I said I have to I have to give up gambling, I went cold turkey, um, I just said that, I have to, I, I went six months off gambling guys, I went six months off gambling, and then I actually have had a bit of a relapse, and then I had to say it to my girlfriend, I, goes, I, I said Jess, you're going to have to take control of this, because I actually can't, I feel like I can't stop. I feel like I I, as in, like I, I get lost in this again, like, you know? So my girlfriend, in fairness to her, she sat me down. We closed all my betting accounts and gave her a betting account on her card, okay? Now, what she does, so I like gambling. So what, I like gambling as long as it's safe, okay? So what we've agreed to is 20 euros every weekend and if once that 20 euros is gone, that's it. If I win 100 euros, I can keep playing with it. But at the end of the day, if you lose that 20 euros, that's gone. I got to wait till next Saturday for the next 20 euros. Because we can afford to lose that 20 euros. We couldn't afford to lose hundreds of euros a week. Do you know? To be honest, I'm coming across as a bit of a scumbag, to be honest. I—I I, But look, let's be honest. And I'm very lucky to have my girlfriend as well. So understanding and not to freak out about it. But I'm very lucky to have her that I can say it to her and go, Jess, I, I don't feel great with this, so... Maybe we, you should take control of this and maybe... And to be fair, I'm delighted I went six months off gambling. And then I, even when I was six months off gambling, I actually wanted to gamble. I was like, I don't need to gamble as much, but I still would love to do an accumulator at the weekends. So then when I could prove that I could go off gambling, then we decided, okay... You did well there, let's do 20 euros a week. And that's what we've been doing for the last two months. And so I get my buzz, we're not losing money, I win money some weeks, I lose money some weeks, but at the end of the day, if I lose all my money, I only lost 20 euros. That's it, do you know? So yeah guys, I, I don't know what I meant by that, but if, if there's anyone out there with a gambling addiction, get on to me guys, I, I'll talk about it. Which I, if you, that's the other thing, it's the silent killer guys. I could gamble 10,000 euros right now while I'm doing this podcast and no one would ever know. No one would ever know about it. So it's the silent killer. Like I smoke cigarettes, you can smell cigarettes off me. If I drink, you could smell the drink. I'm acting drunk, do you know what I mean? But when you have a gambling addiction, guys, it's so scary. And and the gambling addiction wants you alone. It wants you to not say it to your girlfriend or your wife or your partner that you're in trouble. It wants you to stay by yourself, locked into your phone, and keep gambling, and say it to no one. That's what the gambling addiction does to you. So I'm not afraid to say that it got me. I know it got a lot of my friends, and I know a lot of people are still struggling with it, and quietly still struggling with it. Like, do you know, um... So if you're out there, today's the day, guys. Today's the day. And like I said, if you can't stop, maybe, if you still want the buzz of being involved with gambling, start throwing it into Flutter. Stocks and Flutter. It's only going one way because they're bookies and bookies just make money. So just go own a piece of it. Do you know what I mean? If you still need that buzz. But, um, yeah, so anyway, what I wanted to say, this leads me into my next point. So my girlfriend came in. She said I was pregnant. Or, or she said she is pregnant. We are pregnant. So I was like, all right, okay, we got to make a budget. We got to save money. Like, we're living with my, with my father right now saving for a down payment for a house, okay? And the, it, it seems the more I save, the further away I get from a house. Like, it's like the prices go up with how much I save, you know? So I listened to this guy called Dave Ramsey, guys. He's on YouTube, Spotify. He's an old guy from Tennessee, a guy that went bankrupt when he was 24, and he is just a financial advisor for everybody in the world. If anybody wants to get their money, if you think I earn a load of money, and I still have no money at the end of the week, and I can't save, what is wrong with me? Listen to this guy, Dave Ramsey. I'm telling you, just go listen to him. He's helped me out so much. I started listening to Dave Ramsey around this time last year. And he has the seven baby steps. Baby step number one. Get a $1,000 emergency fund. Everybody should have 1,000 euros cash in their house or in a bank account that they can get to that day that will separate. Like, it's not enough, this 1,000 euro, but what it's supposed to do is a buffer to stop you from getting into debt. Like the engine goes in your car or the gasket goes in your car or a tire bursts. You have that 1,000 euros emergency fund that stops you getting into debt. Number two is to build up a three to six month emergency fund, okay? So decide how much do you need three to six, months if i lose my job or if i get evicted from my house in the morning or something bad happens or health something god forbid that i have three to six months expenses where my family could live so i don't know think for yourself how much do i need for rent how much do i need to eat and so and add that up how much do i need three to six months probably between 10 and 15 grand to 20 grand for most people that's step number two step number three you got to go Clear all your debt from the smallest to the largest. The reason you do it from smallest to largest is because you get a buzz off it. If you get rid of your credit card debt of a thousand euro instead of your car loan for twenty five, if you take away that thousand euro first, you're just isolated with the twenty five grand. Then you can attack that, and you get a buzz off it. Then the more you remove, and um, step four, five, and six are all done uh, simultaneously. Pay off your house. Put fifteen percent of your wages into um a Roth IRA or whatever you want, something in your company that matches. So if you put 80 euros in every week that your company matches that 80 euros, it's in Ireland as well, guys, and they don't tell you about it in school. But if you go to your employer and say, if I put 15% of my wages into retirement, will you match me? He has to match you. So put that away. Max it out. So that's the other thing you do. Pay off your house. If you want a house, put a 20% down payment and get a 15-year mortgage. Not a 30-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage. And that's, and, you, and your mortgage can't be a f- more than a fourth of your take-home pay. So guys, that's the basic rules to this guy. That's what he lives by. Don't ever get into debt. If you can't buy a cash, don't buy it. Don't buy the Lexus for 50 grand. Just buy a Corolla for 3 grand if 3 grand is all you have. Build it up. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, guys, most of the things we buy, all those rich things, like like the brand new iPhone, a decent car, that's more for the other guys that are looking at you. When you think about it, though, when you see a Ferrari, not that there's many of them in Ireland, right, but if I pull up to a red light and I see a guy in a Ferrari, I don't remember the guy. I remember the Ferrari, right? I never remember the person in it. I just remember the car. So when you go buy things for other people, What are you doing? You're impressing other people at a red light that you'll never meet again. So you have to start minimalizing, get stuff out of your head, guys, and basically... He has helped me so much with how to live life. Like, basically, I thought I just needed a 10% down payment. Okay, he's decided I need a 20% down payment, and I'm just living living by that. So if I want a house for 200 grand, I need 40 grand down payment. That's fair enough. I, that's what me and my girlfriend are doing at the moment, trying to get to 40 grand, you know? And, he, and this time last year, that's when I started saving. I had no money in the bank. My girl, We both had no money in the bank. Um, average enough, like, my job is only... How busy I want it, you know, or, or how busy I can get it. There's only so many gigs I can book, do you know, that kind of way. Like, I'm not going to sell out the Apollo at the moment. I'm, I'm not there right now, do you know, in my comedy career. Hopefully someday soon I will be, but right now I'm not. So I had to sit down every week, or at the start of every month, and make a budget, okay? And when you make a budget, guys, it's amazing. You make your money work for you. When you make a budget, you tell your money what to do instead of wondering where it went, Simple as. And this podcast, guys, I know sometimes my podcast mightn't be funny. They might some of them might be angry. But today um I just wanted to share that. I did I did have a bit of a gambling addiction. I've talked to friends that have had a gambling addiction. I know there's people out there that are still struggling with it today. And I can be your buddy. Like if you want to text in and go, Mike, I'm struggling. Like, but like if you're struggling, guys, this is this is the podcast. This is the community. Get on to me, boy. I'll help you. We'll do it together, like. Do you know what I mean? Because I really think it's taken over a lot of fellas. Like, thank God I'm not a rich man. Thank God I wasn't a millionaire when I got addicted to gambling. Because I tell you what, it would be all gone. It would be all gone. Because I had only a small bit of money, but I managed to get rid of that already. Like, if the tenor I had was actually a hundred euro, I would have bet the hundred euro. Do you know that kind of way? And it's scary. I did it in silence. No one knew I was doing it. Do you know that kind of way? Because I'm just, to you, I'm just on Instagram. But really, I'm on bet Three Six Five. Blowing away my savings you know so if you're struggling out there with it guys and, and and you feel like you've no one to talk to i can be your buddy and talk talk about it but what i will recommend in this people in their or, or people in their 20s and 30s these days guys back in our parents days you only needed 40 grand to buy a house that's it Do you know what I mean? 40 grand and wages were a slight bit less. You might have been earning 400 euros a week instead of 800 euros a week, whatever. But it was an eighth of the price. Wages have doubled, but house prices have gone 10x. Do you know what I mean? Car prices, 10x. So it's never been harder to go get a house. And I feel ashamed sometimes living with my dad. And I'm like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm so lucky to have a dad that will let me live with him and not beef out with it. Like, but I feel like a bum sometimes, do you know what I mean? Um, and obviously, we help with stuff. We help with bills and stuff like that. But still, at the same point, I didn't want to be 31 living with my dad. But I'll be honest, guys. I'm working two jobs. I spend no money. The last year, all I'm doing is saving every fucking cent I get. And I'm, I feel like I'm miles away from where I need to be. I'll still go there. But I just feel it's good to talk about it on a podcast because I feel like there's other people going through the same situation trying to save for a house, trying to get a mortgage, and um, working their arse off and feel like they're getting no closer to it. And our government's a load of shit, guys. Our government's a load of shit. Like, I look over Ireland, if you fly into our, any Irish airport, all you'll see is green fields, green fields, green fields, yet we have a housing crisis. Build some houses, mate. Will you be- fill up them fields with a couple of houses? We're after taking about 80,000 Ukrainians and we can get houses for them. Not that I have a problem with it, but me and my girlfriend then, working our arse off. I'm working two fucking jobs, do you know what I mean? And I'm nowhere near it, like, do you know what I mean? I don't fucking, I don't even meet the standards that you require, like. I have to get 40 grand, 40 bags, cash. Before you'll even look at me, like, do you know? So, yeah, look, just build some fucking houses anyway, guys. That's all I can say. So we can lower them and maybe we can move into them and have a happy life. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, by the time my daughter's three or four, I need to be in a house. So that's the time limit I got. And, yeah, so I got to do it. So, yeah, guys, I hope uh, this podcast was informative. I hope it was, uh, inform- like, informative, yeah, for lots of you. And maybe some of you can relate to it. And you're not alone. The gambling thing wants to make you feel like you're alone, but you're not alone, guys. And I'm not afraid to say it. I feel like a scumbag when it was happening to me, and I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to say it to Jess. I didn't want to say it to Dad. I didn't want to say it to anybody. I want to say it to absolutely anybody, and that's what the gambling addiction does to you. Um, Like I said, I took six months off. I'm back now and I gamble 20 euros a week that Jessica allows me to gamble. And I, time I want to gamble, I say it to Jessica. I don't have a gambling app on my phone. Jessica changed all my passwords. I'm, we made her change all my passwords so that I could never get back into it. So that's something I would recommend because it's no good just deleting the app because you can just sign back in. Hand your phone to your mother or your father and go see that Ladbrokes account. I want you to change the password and don't tell me what it is. That's what you do. It's out of your control then. The only way you can get back into it is if you go and ask that person to change your password. And I'll tell you, you won't want to do it. You won't want to do it because, like I said, the gambling thing doesn't want you to talk to someone else. It wants you alone. And once you bring someone else into it, it's very hard to go gambling again. So that's what I would, uh, I would do. I would ha- if you feel you're restrictive with it today, I would hand the phone to a loved one and I would say, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Can you please, I'm going to delete the apps, but also before I delete it, will you change the password so that when I, if I ever re-download that app, that I don't know the password. That's all I would say. That's what I would do. And uh, get there, guys. Fuck giving your money to Paddy Power. He's enough money. Save some money yourself. And do you know what, guys? Do you know where my gambling actually came from? It, it, it came from me not being able to afford a house for my family. I was like, I've, I'd i be like, I have five grand. I have five grand in the bank. I, I work so hard for this and I still need 40 grand. So in my head, I'm thinking the only way I can get to this 40 grand is if I gamble. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I was like, the only way I can get to this 40 grand is if I gamble because I'm working my ass off for months and I have only five grand to show for it. And guys, that five grand to be gone within a month if you do that, you know? So yeah, don't let it get to you. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. I, I, it got me by the ghoulies, and I lost a lot of money, and I'll never do it again. I'll never, ever let it happen again. I had to take a good few months off just for my own mental health. I'm back now. I see it as fun, not an addiction. I find it fun to sit down with my family. My family bets. My family, my grandfather owned the bookies. My dad bets, my brother bets, my uncle bets. Everybody bets. bets betting is in my life. But it j- you see, the rest of my family can control it. They can do one bet on a weekend and go, all right, I'm done, that's it. I can't. I'm betting on Monday night football, the Champions League Tuesday and Wednesday, the Europa League Thursday. If there's nothing on Friday, I'll bet a fucking horse. So I'm that type of dude. I know the rest of my family aren't like that. I'm the kind of guy that's like has an addictive personality. So I'm... Um, I had to mind myself, and again, like I said, tell a loved one. I told Jess, and I feel, like, I feel like I can't get back into that because I'd let Jess down so much, and it's not worth it. Do you know that kind of way? So I would definitely share it with a family member. And like I said, the gambling wants you to be alone. Don't let you be alone. Go say it to a family member. So, all right, guys. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Send some messages in. I need to read them out. Thanks for the pictures of the Pepparamis. Stop sending in pet- pictures of pepperamis because I want one so bad. Three days clean. All right, guys. Like I said, very addictive personality. I'm addicted to Pepparamis, guys. Never mind gambling. Like. Anyway, peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.